Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus podcast. My name is Shane Winnings, and today we're going to be talking about how to get free from addiction. Now, there's no like quick fix or anything like that, but I do believe that there are some biblical strategies that we can use that will break off uh, addictions. There's nothing in the Bible that would indicate that there are addictions that can't be broken or there are addictions that are too hard for God um, or that you're just going to live with forever. And so I want to give you some hope right off the right off the bat here that any addiction that you're dealing with, no matter how deep in it you are, it can be broken. And so before we get into that, I just want to thank you. And I want to ask you to partner with us. If you enjoy the content, you know, this podcast is free and yeah, I'm a little sporadic with getting episodes out, but honestly, this is going to be the most insane year of travel ever, and I don't have anyone doing any of this stuff for me. Um, it's not a pity party or anything. I'm just giving you insight into my world. Um, I don't have anyone making my graphics, editing my podcasts, you know, recording them, uploading them, putting the description, and same goes for all of my social media content. I do all of it myself, and as a result, that can take a lot of time. Um, even just uh, a minute here, a minute there, you know, of editing, it, it, it goes a long way. Um, top that off with traveling, and I'm doing my master's uh, in theology. I'm busy, and uh, having a one-year-old son and a family, life happens. And so I appreciate the grace from you guys, you know, if I'm not dropping episodes every Monday through Friday, but I'm trying. So with all of that being said, I'm asking you to partner with me and with the ministry because I really would love to hire someone to help me out with this stuff. And I also want to hire someone uh, to do videography because I'm getting ready to do a nationwide tour with Sean Foyt and the Let Us Worship team as a part of TPUSA Faith. We're going to every state capital. We're going to bring revival. It's going to be amazing. That's on top of the travel I'm already doing. I'm going to be teaching at uh, Youth with a Mission, YWAM in Hawaii and all around the world. It's going to be incredible, but I need your help. And so I'm asking for, I think we need 94 more people to pledge a dollar a day or $30 a month for 2023. Um, and so if you want to be a part of that team, would you go to shanewinnings.com, just click the give button in the upper right-hand corner, and you can sign up for a, a automatic withdrawal through Modern Day, the website that'll come up. Um, if you want to be a part of our, our donor Zooms, we're going to be doing Zooms with everyone who's on our donor team. Send me a DM on Instagram, at Shane.Winnings, and just say, hey, I want to be part of the donor team, and you know, go sign up at ShaneWinnings.com. We'll get you plugged in, okay? Thank you guys so much. Let's get into this. Addiction. Oftentimes, we fall into addiction because somewhere along the way, we lost sight of God, and we lost sight of our value and our true identity. And here's what I mean by that, because you could be someone that spends time with God every day, 
and you think that you're solid in your identity, but you are falling into some type of habitual sin that has become an addiction. You can't engage in willful sin or, or a habit and have a proper view of God. I heard John Bevere say this, and it was so powerful. He said, when I was addicted to pornography, he said, I loved God. I loved him. I loved spending time with him. I loved worshiping him. I loved praising him. I loved all that. It wasn't that I didn't love God. It's that I didn't fear God. And fear is not about being afraid. Fear is about reverence. Fear is about respect. Fear is about honor. And fear is also understanding that the God of the universe has the ability to completely destroy our body and our soul in hell, but he doesn't. He chose to love us even when we were sinners. Here's the hope for you. If God sent his only son while you were a sinner, how much more now that you're a son or a daughter, a Christian, you're born again, even though you're struggling in a sin, how much more does he love you now? How much more is he willing to, to pour out a spirit to be gracious and merciful towards you if he did it while you were an enemy? Now you're a son or a daughter. Listen, you're not too far gone for God. You need to hear this. Because if you think you're too far gone, you're in a wrong way of thinking. Truth is not prevailing in your life. Experience is being exalted over the word of God. And if you think you're too far gone, you'll just continue to live in cycles of sin. And I feel like even some of you right now, I just feel like I see someone just crying because the reason you've been addicted is you've simply believed the lie that there's no hope for you, and so you've been stuck in this life. Listen, that's not your identity. Now, when I say you've lost sight of your identity or your value, here's what I mean. Let me explain it with uh, an example. There was a man, and this was a story told by Dan Moeller, first-hand account said there was a man who was addicted to smoking. And he said, Dan, I just can't stop no matter what I do. And he says, listen, here's what I want you to do. Every time you feel like smoking, even if you're lighting up, even if you are actively smoking, I want you to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He said, I want you to say that. And the guy's like, I'm not saying that. I'd be a total hypocrite. And he said, and Dan says, no, you wouldn't be. You're not a hypocrite for saying that. That is the truth. You're born again. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your righteousness comes from Jesus Christ. And he lives in you. And he's imputed. He is given and put upon you his righteousness. Just because you're stuck in a sin doesn't mean that you're not righteous because if that was the case, then your works would be what made you righteous and not. And we know that that's not true. Our works are like filthy rags. And he says this, he says, do you want to smoke? And he goes, no, I hate it with everything inside of me. It's such a, you know, it seems like such a wrestle. I hate this thing that I'm doing, but I keep doing it. And he says, look, the fact that you hate it shows that it's not who you are. Just say it every time you, you, you crave a cigarette or even if you're smoking. And so the guy begins to do this, and he, and he sees him again. I think it was like five or six weeks later. Now listen, don't put a, a time frame on this as if it's a method. I'm just sharing the testimony. But it's like, you know, some odd weeks later, he comes back, and he's weeping. And he says, Dan, you're never going to believe this. <laughs> 
he says, one day I went out to smoke like I always do. And he said, I was saying the thing. I was saying it every time. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he said, one day I went out to smoke like I always do. And he said, I went to light that cigarette. And all of a sudden I had a thought, wait a minute. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't want to smoke. This is destroying my body. I want nothing to do with this. And he said the craving was gone, and he instantly had no desire to smoke. The craving had left, and he was so aware of his identity in Christ that he did not want to violate that identity or his temple of a body by smoking, and he got free. Now, I want you to apply this same um, concept over your life. Whatever the sin is, and listen, we're going to pray at the end because I want you to know something about addictions and about habits. They can begin as spiritual. You know, we have a, we have a fleshly body that is at war with our spirit, you know, our carnal mind, our flesh, it is warring against the Spirit. It hates the Spirit. It's in opposition of the Spirit. Just because we get born again, it doesn't mean that we get new flesh. In fact, this is why Paul tells us several times in different ways to put off. Put off the old man. Put on the new. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put off the works of the flesh. We're called to put them off. We're called to crucify them because you can't crucify a demon and you can't cast out the flesh. You have to cast out, you have to drive out a demon and you have to crucify your flesh. And Jesus told us to do it daily. When he says, pick up your cross, part of picking up your cross is crucifying yourself. We have to crucify our flesh daily. And the way that we do that is above the desires and cravings of our flesh, we have to exalt truth. Just because you're feeling it doesn't make it true. How many of you know if you were led in life by your feelings, you would be a mess? Some of you are led by feelings, and you are a mess. So here's where I'm going with all this. It can begin as spiritual, or it can begin as just a fleshly, demonic craving. Okay? You're born again. All of a sudden, you know, maybe the enemy says something that, that sparks your flesh, or the enemy throws a, a, a memory from your past, or, or, or whatever it is. But your flesh begins to rise up, and you begin to sin, and after a while, it's now become a problem. Well, I mean, this can be proven even medically and scientifically, but you can form a chemical addiction where your brain literally is wired to think that certain way. Your brain is now dependent on that activity daily or however frequently in order to function. And we know about neuro uh, pathways and neuroscience um, due to the you know massive amounts of studies that have been done. But notably, Carolyn Leaf, who studied you know thought processes with neuro pathways. If this sounds complicated, it's really not. But basically, your brain sends signals uh, to your body, to different parts of your brain, to do things. It can tell you to fear. It can tell you to to be bold. Whatever. This is why I wrote a nine-week devotional, because studies have shown 
that it takes nine weeks to reprogram your mind. So little plug here, I didn't plan on doing this, but if you're trying to reprogram your mind to be bold and to have faith and to overcome anxiety and fear and all these things, you should check out my book, I Will Always Overcome on Amazon or at shanewinnings.com. It's only 10 bucks. I will always overcome. I'm even doing a video YouTube series on it right now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So you can reprogram your mind. But listen... And the Lord can come and he can heal your mind. Say that you have a demon of addiction. And I'm not saying that you do, but let's just say that you do. Not every person who's addicted has a demon. Your flesh could just be running wild. But say that you did. A lot of times in the Bible it says that uh, a person um, who was healed was also delivered of demons. Jesus would cast a demon out of someone and they were also healed. So there's a, there's a differentiation between the two. Sometimes it was and or, sometimes it was both and. A demon and a healing. Why is this important? Because there are some people that need to be delivered from a demon of addiction, but they also need their brain to be healed of a chemical dependency. And so I, I, I'm saying all this to say there are things that you can do to reprogram your mind and to deliver yourself if you have uh, demonic oppression. And the way that you do this is by, one, you have to confront, um, you know, this issue that you have. You need to confess it. You confess to the Lord. You say, God, I recognize I am I'm missing it. I keep giving in to this thing. I'm not going to make excuses for it. I've had an issue with this. And then you begin to declare truth. And you renounce. You turn away from the lies. And do as this man did in that testimony. Whatever your addiction is, I want you to begin to speak truth over yourself. Now, there are people in the world who might have tons of degrees in different types of psychology or medicine or whatever, and they might think, I am kooky. But I happen to hold on to the Word of God as the premier and superior um, bit of information and truth in the world over any other human study. And I believe that the Word of God is sharp and active. It's like a two-edged sword. It can divide. It, 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 it cuts. It is truth. It is alive. And I believe that by exalting the Word of God over our lives, we can overcome anything because the overcomer lives inside of us. And so I happen to believe that if I apply the Word of God to my life daily, I will change. I've seen it in my own life. For the last seven years, I have uh, spoken truth over myself. And seven years later, I feel like I'm becoming what I've been speaking. I have revelations of the blood. I have revelations of being a son. I have revelations of my identity in Christ that I never had before. But I've been speaking them all along, and I've been walking in faith. 
So I want you to begin to speak this over yourself, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. For too long, we have tried to just stop sinning, and you can't do that. You need to renew your mind. For some of you, it is a matter of not making excuses. For some of you, it is a matter of understanding that there is no hidden thing. There is no secret place where God doesn't see you. Actually, God meets you in the secret place. So if you go to a secret place to sin, you should know that God is there. There is nowhere that you can go to run from his spirit, even as David said in the Psalms. Understanding that everything you do is seen in heaven sometimes can wake you up to the reality that you're not able to get away and hide. You might hide from everyone else in the world and do your thing, but you're not hiding from God. So part of this is getting real with God and saying, God, I recognize you see everything. You know everything, and I am done trying to hide this from you. I am ready to be free. I know that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was made for more than this. And you died to set me free. And I believe in the blood of Jesus that breaks every chain of bondage and addiction and sin. And God, I turn away from these things. I say publicly, I say out loud, I want nothing to do with say whatever the sin is. I renounce it. I renounce lying in the name of Jesus. I love truth. I hate lying. I have no partnership with lies. You know, and you just begin to divorce that way of thinking. And whenever you feel the temptation to lie or whatever your sin is, you begin to exalt truth and you flee from that temptation. Don't hang around it and let it entice you because it will give birth to sin. When that temptation comes, you get strong in your faith. Sometimes getting strong, it doesn't look like feeling strong. Getting strong is just standing on the Word of God despite how you feel. So the temptation comes and you say, Lord, I feel so weak right now, but I choose by faith to stand in truth. I will not give in to this, not by my own strength, but by yours. Your Word says that there is no temptation that has overtaken me except what's common to everyone else. And you are faithful, God. And you will not allow me to be tempted more than I'm able. But with this temptation, you will make a way of escape that I can bear it. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Father, I thank you that there is always a way out of temptation. I never have to give in again. I thank you that Romans 6 says, I've been set free from sin and I'm no longer a slave. It says it three times. That's significant, God. I am now a slave to righteousness. And Father, I worship you and I love you. And I thank you for making me holy, blameless, and righteous. And I'm telling you, my friend, that there will come a day when temptation comes and it's no longer biting your lip and trying not to give in. Temptation will come to your front door and you will say, gross. Whereas once you might have been enticed, now you say, ugh, I want nothing to do with that. I am a righteous man. I am a holy woman of God. I want nothing to do with that sin. I would rather die than sin. That is fear of the Lord. Listen, this isn't just a try me, see if you like me, 30-day money-back guarantee, microwave faith method that you can apply. This is about renewing your mind, and it can take time. And even as you walk through life, if you stumble, remember there is an advocate 
there is grace for you. Romans tells us that where sin abounds, grace abounds more. What this means is that you can't out-sin the goodness of God, but but you don't want to try to sin so that grace will abound because that is sick and twisted. You never want to abuse grace. Grace is there so that you understand when, if, if you fall short, you are covered. You have an advocate. That way you don't get stuck in a rut or put yourself in a pit. The Bible doesn't teach that you're in a pit if you sin. The Bible teaches that grace pulls you out immediately, dusts you off, and says, Son, daughter, keep going. Keep running after me. Don't sell yourself short. Come on, go and sin no more. This is what God does every time you sin. He doesn't throw dirt on you. He pulls you out of the rut instantly by his grace, and he dusts you off. And the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. That's why a lot of times you wake up in the morning, you feel like you have a fresh start. You do. You have a fresh start. And it doesn't mean that you didn't have a fresh start after you sinned the last time. What it means is that there's something about the morning where you feel like mentally you got a reset. Take advantage of these times. Don't, don't, don't dwell on sin. Don't wake up and say, okay, today I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to do that thing. Because the first thing on your mind is the sin. Wake up and say, Father, thanks for loving me. Thanks for making me holy, blameless, and righteous. Thank you, God, that nowhere I go today will you be absent from me. You are with me always. You're with me all day. I worship you, Father. I thank you for communion. I thank you for living in me. I want to have a great day with you. I love you, God. I want to see your love everywhere I go. Now I'm not sin conscious, I'm righteousness conscious. And if I bump into sin, I am so aware of God and and of Jesus Christ living in me and my identity that I don't want anything to do with sin. I'm not waking up and thinking about sin and trying not to do it. Does that make sense, guys? We need to renew our minds here. And it begins with exalting truth in the face of your circumstances. And so listen, if this helped you, please share this. Send me a message, you know, uh, take a screenshot of the podcast, post it on Instagram, maybe write a couple comments down. Hey, how has this episode helped you? What's it speaking to you? Tag me in it so that I can read them. I'd love to see. And uh, I believe we're going to see a whole generation of people getting free from addiction because they are so caught up in who God is and who they are in him. Amen. Well, hey, God bless you guys. Let's pray before we get off of here. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every person that is watching or listening right now. Lord, I thank you that your blood is stronger than any addiction, than any sin. And so right now, I thank you that by your blood, every chain of bondage, every yoke of heaviness in addiction would be broken now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every demonic spirit that is bringing addictions and, and, and um, sensual living, and that is enticing with sin. I command you to get out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Get your hands off of these people. Father, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would come and burn out every wrong way of thinking over these friends. And Lord, I even pray for minds that are struggling, minds that have been programmed into addiction, chemical addictions, be healed in the brain right now in Jesus' name. Body be free of these addictive ways in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you this quickly too, and I'll do an episode on it. 
but most little habits that are not good could be broken by a fast. I'm not talking about fasting from Instagram. I'm talking about a no food, water only fast. Three, five, seven, 10, 14, 21 days. Let the Lord lead you. But I'm telling you, if you want to crucify your flesh, deny it food. You're not going to die. You can go a long, long time without food. You can only go about three days without water. Uh, So don't believe the lie that if you miss a meal, you're going to drop dead. No, you can miss a lot of meals for uh, the better part of a month or two. So um, if you've got health issues, if you're young, stuff like that, talk to your doctor, talk to your parents. But if you're overall, you're a generally healthy person, I would would advise you to at least do a three-day fast with no food whatsoever, just water. And uh, you will see what kind of voice your flesh is having in your life. There's no better way to experience the flesh and to see what kind of voice your flesh has on a daily basis that you don't even realize until you deny it food. It is insane. And so I'll do an episode on fasting as well. Um, But for now, hope this blesses you guys again. Check out my book at shanewinnings.com, and we'll see you next time.